food bloggers. Hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. If you know you are needing to outsource but are hesitating because of cost, you are going to love this episode. I have Ruth Grindeland with me in this episode. She is from the blog Sinful Kitchen, and she talks about outsourcing using international resources, people, services. I think you're going to be inspired by it. She gives great tangible tips about how to get started, what to look for, ways to be prepared so you succeed. So enjoy the episode, and this is episode number 388, sponsored by Rank IQ. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to eBlog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave eBlog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Ruth started Sinful Kitchen in 2020 during the COVID pandemic. After binge watching nine seasons of the great British baking show, Ruth knew she needed to find a better way to connect with the world. Hence, Sinful Kitchen was created, a vegan and vegetarian blog that shares recipes from all around the world while occasionally trying to recreate baking show challenges. Ruth, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good, Megan. How are you? I'm doing good too. It's so great to connect with you. And this topic is a good one. I'm excited to shed some light on it. But before we get into it, do you have a fun fact to share with us? Well, I do. I have a very, very serious addiction to Broadway musicals. Oh. <laughs> so how many do you have a count of how many you have attended? I do not. I do not. But we, my husband and I started to get into it. We actually got into Hamilton. And so I refer to Hamilton as my gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> because from there, we, we got a subscription to Denver. And then we got a subscription to the local theater. And we actually now travel to New York about twice a year to go see musicals. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there are much worse things to have addictions to. So I think I think you guys are good on the topic. <laughs> But that's super fun. So if I ever have any questions about musicals, because I really know nothing about them, I can reach out to you and you'll shed light. Yeah, I absolutely will. And I think, too, you could say, like, I do this blog just to pay for my trips to New York, because I, yes. I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> and that gives you a strong why, right? That gives you a connection to why you do the hard things. Yeah, absolutely. Because like the tickets can be really expensive. Like, I imagine. Yeah, I just bought Sweeney Todd tickets and they were very, very expensive, but I'm oh. still very excited. Oh, I bet. How awesome. I love that you guys love that and that you like it together. We do. He was the one that actually really liked it and I was not into it. So I would just go with him, right? So we kind of would have something to share. And over time, I became more into it, I think, than he did. But we're both really, really into it. 
Oh, I love that so much. Okay, so I want to hear about your story with outsourcing using international resources. I know you have a journey with this. So to start, Ruth, would you want to just talk us through... I would love to hear like when you started your blog and then maybe talk about the point when you realized you needed to start outsourcing. Absolutely. So I started my blog, like so many people I've heard during the pandemic. It was probably around August. I had put down one of my dogs and I was so sad. I know. And I binge watched nine seasons of the Great British Baking Show. (laughs) And I was like, what am I going to do? Winter's coming. We're not really going outside. We didn't know what ski season was going to look like. So I was like, I might as well start a blog. But I really honestly did not know much about blogging. I I think I kind of went from it, went to it from like a 90s perspective of like, oh, I'll just write about cooking and I'll just do this and I'll just do that, right? Like not the way they are today. And as I got more and more into it, I realized just how technical it was and how much it had evolved. So it was just a big learning curve for me. But I also found out that I really liked it. It became my creative outlet, especially when I was looking at spending a lot of time at home. And even though the pandemic's over and most of us have gone back, I find that I still just really love it. I love I just love kind of getting in my head and thinking through things and trying to solve the problems and always trying to make it better. Creative outlet, I think that's such a good way to describe what we do. Some of us lose that over time. So I'm really glad that you're still in touch with that, just having that as your creative place to go. I think that's so important. Don't lose that. Like hold on to that as much as you can. I think it's important too. And like lately, Megan, I've been having these thoughts and like, I don't know, maybe conversations with myself of like, where do I want this to go? And what do I want it to look like? And who do I want to be in this space? And and really kind of nailing it down in a way that I haven't. And a lot of it is, is that, you know, I like it has a side gig. I like it has extra money, but I don't see it being a full-time thing for me. Like, you know, who doesn't want that, right? Like we all see the finance reports and we're like, oh yeah, I'd like that. But I don't think that's really going to be who I am in this space. And by defining that, it allows me to be creative and stick with foods and things that I really enjoy. That's a conversation that has happened multiple times recently here on the podcast. This is a theme. You're not the only one. There are other people who are just fine using this as like a side job slash awesome creative outlet with no pressure. So I think that I think that's going to be more of a theme as we move forward. You know, as we get back into life post pandemic, it doesn't have to be 100% your job. You can still enjoy it and make money, right? And do all the fun things involved in food blogging. You can, absolutely. And I always think about, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but you had someone on your podcast a while ago and her husband had said, blogging is like gas and it'll take up as much room as you Mm. let it. And I've always remembered that. And I'm like, no, I don't want this to overtake my life. So how do I kind of corral it in? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That is a true statement. It is like gas. So I'm glad that you have found like a balance there. And then at what point in your blogging journey have you, did you experience like that need to kind of hand some things off? So probably about this time last year, I was, I was kind of doing okay. And I met with a blogger that lives in Denver and she was like, you know, go to She Media and see, you know, if they'll accept you. So I did and they accepted me and I started getting money and that actually made me feel legitimate. 
And at that point, I was like, I don't have to do all of this work anymore. I can hire somebody to do this work. I just need to find somebody within my range that I can afford. And that's when I started looking for outsourcing. Okay. So you looked kind of, did you start knowing you were going to look internationally or did that just volunteer lap? No. So long time ago, like maybe 20 years ago, I'm totally dating myself. I worked in outsourcing. So I had lived, well, I don't know really lived, but I had spent six months in India and I would go to the Philippines. And so I was accustomed to, or I had familiarity with working overseas and just all the talent. And I think that's maybe sometimes things we don't realize is that when you look in different countries like India, the Philippines, Nigeria, Pakistan, you find people who are very highly educated and they're also fluent in English, but they just don't always have the opportunities that we have. And I think that's really, really unfortunate, but they're they're trying and they want to and they want to they want to be able to just like we do provide for their families and improve their life but sometimes i think we overlook them so once i kind of put all that together i thought why don't i look for people overseas because i really do believe in that and i'm familiar with the talent and then i also had this like desire to hire predominantly women so wherever i could i looked for women Because lots of times in, you know, like Philippines or Pakistan and Nigeria, they have fewer opportunities than the men do. And I I strongly believed in lifting up the women wherever I could and giving them employment. Oh, I love you for this. This is so (laughs) important. I mean, lifting up women in general, but especially in those countries where they have even more of a disadvantage than we do here in the United States, right? I love that you do that. They do. And it's honestly amazing how talented a lot of people overseas are. Like, So the first person I hired was actually from Nigeria. She's fluent in English and she actually has a master's in economics. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) It's a class that I barely scraped by in college. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. So much talent and education. And like you mentioned, some of them are fluent in English. So how do you go about finding the right people? So I think this is where it can be a trap. There's kind of like a good, bad, and ugly side to all of this is I mostly go to five. I'm not sure if I say this right. It's five R. It's like F-I- Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like two R's, right? Fiverr. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. I predominantly go there and I go to Upwork. And Upwork, normally you pay by the hour and Fiverr, you pay by the job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I prefer Fiverr for the job for the most part, although you can do projects in Upwork which is like paying by for the job complete. And so what I've done is I'll just go, we'll say Fiverr and I'll say, I need help with X. So the most recent one was Pinterest descriptions. I was writing Pinterest descriptions and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't have time. My mind just doesn't want to research all these keywords. I just can't do it. So I went and I just searched Pinterest descriptions and up came several people and you really... 
I know, right? Well, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> I know, right? I was I literally was like, I can't write another yeah. Pinterest prescription. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you go I, what I do is I just go through and I try to read them really carefully and the reviews really carefully. Because sometimes the reviews are coming from countries that they probably didn't hire, right? Like if you see a bunch of reviews out of Bangladesh chances are that they didn't have 50 people from Bangladesh Mm. paying for Pinterest descriptions. So what I do is I just go through and I read them really, really carefully. And then I also try to look at the examples of stuff that they've done to see if that really makes sense and if they would really fit with me. And then I just reach out to them and say, hey, I have a food blog. This is what I'm looking for. Can you help me? And so with Pinterest descriptions, I hired this girl or lady from Moldova and she's fantastic. She gets them back to me within like a couple of hours and they're oh. actually, I know, right? And they're really good too. So I, I just give her the links to my blog or the links to the posts that I want done or the, the subject for the upcoming post. And I say, I just need a Pinterest description for these. And it's like 20 bucks for 15. That's awesome. Right? It's like one less thing that I have to think about, which I yeah. just love. So how often, okay, I have a lot of questions. Okay. How many people internationally do you have working for you doing various things? So it kind of depends. I have one person that works for me all the time, and then I'll just hire different things out as I kind of need. So the person who works for me all the time is a ghostwriter in Pakistan, and she's amazing. We've kind of worked out this great situation where basically when I get the ad money at the end of each month, I send her money. So I send her about $200, sometimes $300. And I just wire it directly to her in Pakistan. And in turn, I get between 8,000 and 12,000 words. And what I do then is I give her, here's the topic, here's the keyword. And I'll try, I'll write the recipe and I'll write the instructions and I'll try to do the photographs as well so that she can see how I cook it. And so it makes sense. And then she sends the post back to me, which she actually posted in my WordPress. And then I go in and make edits as needed. And we just have a cycle. So every week she sends me something and we just keep going like that. So she basically sends me four posts a month. Wow. For two to $300. Yeah. And she does a really good job. I, I do do editing, but to be honest, I've edited documents my entire career. So it's not surprising that I do a lot of editing. And I would say that I like the balance between us. So I write like really boring, like business, instructional manuals, no personality whatsoever. And her name is Basla. She writes with much more personality and much, much more peppy, right? Uh Right. So I think it really kind of helps me because I'll just be like, go here, do this, do that. It's kind of funny. And sometimes you have to, like, I always go through and edit. And I think I really like editing, but I do always edit. And sometimes it's funny. Like, one time I came across something where she was like, and if you're too lazy, you could do this. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was totally funny. I was like, we don't like to say that out loud in America. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's super funny. It was totally funny. I was dying when I saw it. Oh, the true feelings come out on paper. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? right? And I think that's how people overseas sometimes think of us, right? Like, <laughs> and they probably don't know that it's not appropriate to actually come out and say those words to people. Yeah, I did. She didn't. I didn't tell her because I thought it was so yeah. funny. But I was like, whatever, I'll just delete that sentence. <laughs> That's hilarious. It totally is. But yeah, her and I have just a perfect rhythm. And everything Aww. is on Google Share Drive. So I load, we have a spreadsheet that we work out of and I load up the upcoming posts or I write out the upcoming posts and then the order I want her to write them. And then we have shared folders and in the folders, I'll do things like download rank IQ SEO. So she knows what words I want her to hit. And I'll do the same thing with key search. So she knows kind of what to be looking for and also do the must use words from key search as well. And then in WordPress, I go in and I start the post. So I'll just, you know, like I just did a thing on Lebanese rice. So I'll write Lebanese rice and then I'll go in and outline it. So, you know, here's the introduction, here's the ingredients, here's the instructions. And I just do that. And then she comes in and fills it and she's gotten really good. It's really adorable because she'll go in and link other things for me. So she'll link, uh huh. She'll link other posts, and then she'll go link to other sites for different things. And she even writes my meta description. She's fantastic. Okay, how many times are things just terrible? Have you ever experienced a situation where you're, where you're like, oh my gosh, no? <laughs> yeah, I did actually. So things, I feel like things are not so great if I don't do the research, right? So if I'm really hasty. It just, I end up hiring somebody who doesn't have the experience that I really need. But I did hire somebody one time and she was doing, I think it was just Pinterest designs. And she was also in Pakistan. And I can't remember what the price was, but I think it was like $25. And it was like 10 Pinterest designs with SEO. So I, in the thing, I wrote her and said, this is the package I'm looking for. Can you do it? And she said, yes. And so she sent over the designs and I said, well, where's the SEO? She said, well, the SEO is going to cost more. And I was like, but that's not what it said. And she's like, well, I changed my prices. Oh my gosh. Right? And her stuff wasn't even very good. It really was pretty awful. And I, I kind of felt like I was in this crazy thing. So I was like, <laughs> I canceled it. And she's like, why did you cancel? It was just, it got really crazy. So Fiverr wants you to kind of mediate it out. So you put like why you did it. And she came back and she's like, no, 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 I'll make everything right. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, Never no. mind. <laughs> right? Like, because once you start messing me with money, we're just done. Like, that's, yeah. you just crossed the line that there's no coming back from. And so finally, I just wrote to Fiverr and I said, look, I did it your way. This didn't work. I'm on the crazy train. You need to make this right. And almost immediately, they sent me my money back and I never heard anything else from her. Are you ready to learn, grow, and build relationships in person in 2023? Eat Blog Talk is hosting a 2023 spring retreat for food bloggers. This is super exciting. In-person retreats are an opportunity for food bloggers to convene in an intimate setting to learn, collaborate, and connect. These retreats involve mastermind-style peer-to-peer collaborating, and they are such a powerful way to grow your business, expand your network of peers, and make lasting friendships. Apply to attend the spring 2023 retreat. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash retreat to fill out the application. I hope to see you there. Now back to the episode. Okay, so if things do go south, they do have your back. 
They do. Absolutely. So you do not need to worry about it. They they want you to try to work it out with the seller first, but in the event you can't, and they'll work it out with you. And honestly, Megan, sometimes I'm a bit of a softie. So I have gotten stuff back that I just didn't think was great or I can't use. And I've, I've kind of had to look at myself and say, was I fair in what I asked? Mm. So like I had, it was an adorable couple. They were from Bulgaria and they did a video for me that involved peanut butter, right? It was like peanut butter cookies. And it came back and it looked just so dry and awful. <laughs> and I, I had to, I know they, they worked really hard and they were adorable and I would totally recommend them. But I had to take a step back and be like, why does this look so awful? Why does this peanut butter look so bad? And I remembered an article I read a long time ago that said things that, people in other countries don't understand why Americans eat. <laughs> the first oh. one was like peanut butter. Oh, interesting. Yep. And I thought, well, they probably maybe don't have access to the same peanut butter or, you know, when you make cookies, you want to use like Jif or Skippy, the really bad peanut butter, but it's like full of sugar and it's a different color and it's really moist. And so when I kind of stepped back, I thought, well, I think some of that is really on me. Like, I'm the American. I'm the one hiring them. I know yeah. what I want. And I didn't really think of their situation. So in that instance, I just paid them. There was another girl who, she was Ukrainian and she was living in Turkey and she did one recipe. She did a video for me and the second one she did. And I said, can you do this? And she said, yeah, I can, no problem. And it came back and it was so bad. It, it was It was a roll and she folded it. And in baking, you can't do that, right? <laughs> That's really bad. And I, I did, I took a day to try to figure out how to handle this, right? Like how, how do I want to be in this space? And I was a softie and I just wrote her and said, this is so bad. I cannot use it, but I know you spent your time and your money and you're a refugee. And so I will go ahead and pay you for this, but I don't think many other people would. And so going forward, just make sure you absolutely know you can do it before you mm. can consent. That was so fair and kind of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just, I felt, I just had to think it through and thought, yeah. you know, you just put all this money into it in time and, she was probably just eager to make some money and yeah. she's going to do a great job. Well, she probably, even if it was deep down, appreciated your suggestion too, to just like pause a beat and decide if this is a good fit for you before you say yes to just anything that comes your way, right? Yeah, she was, and she did write back saying she was oh, good. very thankful. Yeah, she was, she was nice about it, but... <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure it's funny to see how trans, like how recipes are translated outside of the English language and outside of the U.S. You know, just to see like how other people, I don't know, like new versions of your recipe. <laughs> yeah, some of them come back, and you're just like, I don't think that's right. Mm. But some of them, like, so there is a gentleman that I've hired in Ukraine, and he's like one of two guys that I've ever hired, and he does video. And he's more expensive than a lot of other people, but he's about $100 for a two-minute video, and he's amazing. His work is so good. I hands down recommend him. He's And he's very, he communicates all the way through. And I was surprised because one of the videos he did for me had cream cheese, and I was surprised that he could get that in Kiev, oh, but he did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're like, oh, that ingredient showed up. <laughs> yeah, it totally was. 
Okay, I want to hear more about, so you kind of talked through how you, where you find them. You do your research first. I think that you made that very clear that that's an important piece of it. Just like read through everything. Now, the transferring money to them, was that easy for you to do? Have you ever had any issues with that? No, I haven't. So normally you pay directly through like Fiverr or Upwork you, and they, they charge you a fee. Like it's, I think like 250 or something, but they do charge, like they come back and say, do you want a tip? And then they charge another fee on that. So I've gotten to the point where I'll ask somebody like, Hey, can you just send me a quote and include 10% tip so I don't have to pay Fiverr twice? Yeah. But other than that, it's been fine with Basla. I met her through Reddit and a bunch of people were talking about how great she was. So I felt okay, but I did do a test. So I just sent her like $25 to see how everything would come back, how, how the money would go over and how the article would come back. And over time, we've built trust where I'll just send her a couple hundred dollars a month. You know, if you're looking at somebody and you're not sure, they normally have like three options. It's like a beginner, premium, platinum. I can't remember exactly what they call them. But I'll usually do like the first one, the least expensive, which really isn't that expensive ever, to test the person to see if I like what they send me back before I'll hire them for the medium one. Yeah. And then do you write up contracts for each person? Nope. I don't really, you don't really do contracts, but like you, lots of times you'll exchange messages and you'll say, I'd like to do this. Can you do this? And sometimes they'll send you back a quote. And so you're both on the same page. Okay. So really Fiverr or Upwork, or if you use one of those platforms, they take care of all of the like potential issues, right? So you, in theory, shouldn't have to worry about any of that? That's 100% it. Okay. That's, yeah. It's really like stress-free. In my opinion, it's stress-free, right? You just send it off and communicate with the person and they give you back the product. And if the product's not good, then you can go back and say, I, I don't want this. I want, you know, I want it to be this way or I'd like to cancel this contract. Well, that sounds easy. And it's all on them. It's all on Fiverr to kind of deal with that. And it's out of your hands. <laughs> it's so true. It's super, super easy. I just think research and really looking into who you hire because lots of times people will post other people's stuff or like I hired somebody to do web stories because I needed a break and I was I did it for my phone I did it really fast I forgot my golden rule of researching and what he had up there was the examples that Google has so he didn't have anything authentic and I didn't catch it at the time and what I got back was kind of iffy it wasn't great yeah so really sticking to your golden rules and those like quality control (laughs) I don't know rules that you have for yourself I guess is important is what I'm hearing from you 100% okay do you have tasks like example tasks I know you mentioned like Pinterest descriptions you can get as detailed as that web stories what else could people potentially hand off to someone in internationally yep so my very first hire was a VA from Nigeria and she was really good she was actually she was great and I and she was I almost felt bad at how inexpensive she was but she did for a while all of my Facebook my 
Pinterest, my Instagram, and then like whisk and all those things. And I wrote out very clearly for her what I wanted and what each week's tasks were. We actually had like a checklist and I would just highlight the ones I wanted for that week. And then she would go in and do them. And if things were more complicated, I would just record a video of me walking through it on the screen. So she knew exactly what I wanted. And she was really good. I, I worked with her for about four months and then I don't know, social media is not my thing. So I kind of felt like I needed to take a step back from that and define who I was. So some of the other things, I've hired a Pinterest designer. I've hired a bunch of video people. It seems like I've hired mostly video people. And then I've hired Pinterest descriptions. Okay. So really any piece of food blogging there, I mean, so many. If nothing else, do what you did and just type it in the search. I can't believe that Pinterest description came up for somebody. That's That shocked me. Were you surprised to see something actually populate? I totally was. I totally was. And I was so over trying to write them and looking for keywords. But So when I found her, I was really happy. And she does. she actually does a really good job. So you never know. Try it and just see. And I think so many people, I hear this is a huge pain point I hear all the time that people know they need to outsource, but they don't know where to go. They don't know where to start. They don't know what, which task to start with. So this is perfect for them because you can take one little thing that you hate doing or that doesn't serve you anymore, type it into Fiverr or Upwork and just see what happens and just experiment. Do you ever do, so you mentioned like you did a kind of a trial period do you do that all the time? Like we're going to try this for a month or whatever before you continue or do you sometimes dig in? So I think I'm more of like the dig in, like I'm just like, let's go for it. I'm too busy. So sometimes I will just dig in. So like with Aknola, she was the VA from Nigeria. Her and I, I just dug in and she did a great job. I would say with Baslaw too, that's kind of what's happened. We've just dug in and she does a great job. The other ones, it's like, it's really been hit or miss with me. Sometimes I've dug in and I've hired people for multiple videos. And then other times I've been like, well, let's do a test and see how it goes. Yeah. I think the test is kind of the safe route, right? I mean, if especially if you're hesitant about this idea, are most people receptive to that? Just doing a trial? I think so. I mean, they, they don't really call it a trial, but they basically, if you think of it on Fiverr, they have three levels. And, and the first level is usually really inexpensive and really, really basic. And so that's what I see as the test. Okay. So what does this actually do for your business? I imagine it allows you to create more. It allows you to focus on those things that you actually enjoy doing. Give us the benefits. Oh my God, there's so many benefits. So it does allow you to create more. I've been trying to get up to like eight blog posts a month and I've been getting closer and closer to it. I have actually also decided I like having part of my life back. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, wait, I can go to the gym again and not, mm -hmm. you know, not feel so tied to my computer. And I think that is most definitely one of the benefits. But I have been able to create more content. I've also been able to, I think, really think through what I'm doing. So Prior to going down this path, I was just churning out as much as I could, as quickly as I could. And 
it wasn't really always great. And now I have more time to look at keywords, research keywords, have fun in the creative path of it all. And then I also have time back to myself, which I really enjoy. Creativity and time. I think that is something that we all want more of or we don't want to lose if we do have it. Just keeping those, they're like coveted things, creativity and time. They are. And I also feel less stressed. Like I don't feel like I'm constantly not doing enough to kind of get it off the ground. I really do have a lot less stress in my life. And it's that that is priceless to me. Oh my gosh, that is priceless. And then there's one other topic that I thought of as you were talking. You talked about having hiring somebody who you kind of felt bad, like you were paying them so little. That is an issue for me too, because I feel like, oh my gosh, there's such a discrepancy between this pricing and what you'll find in the US. So I almost feel like it's a mindset shift that a lot of us would have to break through. Does that make sense? It is. It really is. And it's and it's, sometimes it's hard, right? Like to say, okay, well, it's like $10 an hour for this. Like that's below American yeah. minimum wage, right? And I you just I just have to think like, okay, well, in her country, she well, first of all, she put this out there, right? For what she what she wants to do. But in her country, that could be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, it's she was from Nigeria and I think she was from maybe a smaller town in Nigeria. So, you know, maybe she didn't have as much um maybe power in her life financially. And so I, I like to try to think like, okay, maybe that's a game changer. Yeah, it is. It's a different world, literally. Like, it's a completely different mindset. And I can see that being a hurdle for some people. But just keeping that perspective, hiring them is benefiting them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be seeking out the job, right? I mean, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. And I think, too, you have to kind of be sensitive, like some of the things you say. Like, so... Basil and I were talking when we were just kind of exchanging messages and somehow all the traveling I have done came up and she, she said, oh, I really want to travel. And, you know, I just had to remember, like, it's just, it's not always as easy for her to travel internationally as maybe it is for me. And so, you know, I, I try not to talk about it anymore and I just try to be like, I really want that for you too. Do you ever have to fight the desire to pay more <laughs> than what they're asking? I'm such a, like a giver. I would be like, oh, I'll pay double, but that kind of defeats the purpose of looking internationally. <laughs> no, I mean, so when I ended the contract with Akinola in Nigeria, I did actually pay her a full month month of oh. what I was paying her and I, I put it in as a tip and I because I felt like well maybe she's gotten used to this money and I didn't want to hurt her financially at all so I figured a month would kind of give her a good launching point to plan or do whatever she needs to do but you can always tip and I think that's really important so you can oh. always give a really big tip you know with Ukraine when I hired the photographer from Ukraine I was like absolutely made sure I tipped him because I I had to think like there's a war going on right now Mm. how is the economy over there like how is he feeding his family and to be honest I was surprised that he wasn't a conscript right because I thought all men of a certain age were forced to be conscript and I didn't ask him but I you know I just thought well if I help him more then he can help the other people in Ukraine from like buying food and different services and that there's a ripple effect. 
Oh, you're spreading goodness all around the world, <laughs> Ruth, literally. That's so inspiring. I love this so much. Is there anything we've forgotten that you feel like is really important to touch on for anyone considering this? I don't think so, but I well, there's one thing, and I think I touched on this a little bit, and I feel like when we hire other people, even in our life here in America, you know, communication is 50% us on what we communicate what we need and 50% them to be able to receive it. But I think when we're communicating with people overseas who maybe aren't so familiar with what we do and why we do, it's really up to us to communicate exceptionally clearly. So it's more like 75, 25. So I, you know, you really have to say, this is exactly what I want. This is how I want it to look. And then you also have to be forgiving, right? Like when you get the, unless you're too lazy, like you just got to be like, okay, I'm just going to laugh that one off. Don't be offended by that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was like, we're just going to delete it. But I mean, you know, I do get stuff back that I edit quite a bit. And, you know, I just have to remember that they took me a large part of the way there. And that is fantastic. It saved me all that time. (laughs) Sorry, unless you're too lazy, lying is... (laughs) (laughs) just too funny. But yeah, I love this. I think this is super valuable. And I wouldn't be surprised if a few people follow your lead and just check this out. So thank you for bringing all of this to the table. You're welcome. And I really hope they do. There's so much, so much talent overseas. And it's just amazing how well educated and how proficient in English people are. Yes. Awesome. Well, do you have either a favorite quote, Ruth, or words of inspiration to leave us with today? I do. My favorite quote, I've been saying it, well, since I worked in sales, you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. So true. Just do it, right? Yeah. Good old Wayne Gretzky. Like, if you don't try, you're going to fail. So you might as well try. If you're not too lazy, go try it. I still love that. It was so sweet. (laughs) In my follow-up email to you, I'm going to say, Ruth, if you're not too lazy, (laughs) share this with your audience and don't be offended. (laughs) I totally will. I totally will. Okay. Well, we'll put together a show notes page for you. If anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash Sinful Kitchen. Love the name of your blog, by the way. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you. I'm at Sinful Kitchen. So just look up Sinful Kitchen and you'll find me. Are you on Instagram, TikTok? I am. So I am on all of those. So I am on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, but I'm not I'm not the best person in social media. So you can always just find me on my blog or you can always just email me at ruthgrendeland at gmail.com. Thank you so much for all of this, Ruth. And thank you so much for listening. Food bloggers, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories. I will see you next time.